Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. share the word of God and it's, the title is As I Have Loved You. Something you have to think about. Jesus is just to his disciples. Imagine the night before Jesus' crucifixion, he has communion with his disciples and washes the feet. He reveals that Judas is the one he will betray him. He tells the disciples that he is living and they can't come with him. He speaks this word, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Mm-hmm. By this, all men know that you are my disciples. Can I do hear it? My disciples. That's good. Let's <clears throat> come from here. It's good to come from inside, not from the mind. Amen. To yeah. come from the heart, from from the soul, from the tummy, where the Holy Spirit flows. It's very, 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 very important. Okay, but these shall men all know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. The reference and address is John 13, 34 to 35. <clears throat> in the, the pastor says here this, in the same address, so I give you a new, now a new commandment, love each other just as much as I have loved you. Then say as little, as much. Amen. Because God's love is eternal. It never have no ending, no size. So it's everlasting, it's huge. Can you see the universe, the whole universe? That is the size of God's love. Even more than that. Because the whole universe, it was contained in one word of God's creation. We said it be the world. Let it be the universe. Let it be light. So the word of God is very, very important. So for when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. What true? Followers. So a disciple can be a follower and be a learner. Learning, you know, and so we're sending our kids to the schools today to learn, right? They are learners. They are disciples that to learn from the school, teachers, something. So we are having the main teacher, Jesus, that he wants to teach us. And he is giving us his love to be able to love others. His final words to the disciples, they had to be very important. And notice that what he said to them was in a form of command, not a suggestion. Mm-hmm. What was a form of command? Was it a suggestion? No. If you like to do that, don't do that. No. no. Was a command. But 
he talked to his disciples, to his own people. And we, hear, we see here having a lots of people here, lots of disciples of Jesus. So he's talking to you. He's talking to me. Yes. He talks even to Emily. Yes. be there. Even to Rita outside. Yes. He talks to all of you, to all of us. Yes. Because we all are his disciples. Amen. And that is very, very, very important to comprehend, to open our hearts and our minds, and to understand what that means and what actually we need to do. Mm. Well, we explain now what we need to do, because I am sure that everyone reading, hearing this teaching has read or heard this passage many times. But in reality, most do not think that this is something that they can actually do. Mm. It is a goal that they may strive to reach with gritted teeth, but usually with very little success. Yeah. It begs the question, would Jesus give his disciples a command he knew that he couldn't keep? The answer is obviously no. So why is it so hard for us today to love other people? Could it be this simple? We can't give what we don't have. So, how can we get, we cannot give what we don't have. You cannot give love if you don't have it inside. So, turn to your left and say, I love you brother or sister. I love you sister. To the right. If you don't love, don't turn. If you don't feel this love, I'll lay hands on you afterwards. It's very important. Take your back. I love you, sister. I love you, brother. Because that is a command that we love one another as He has loved us. It's not difficult. Sometimes we need to understand what love is, you know. Sometimes we. It's not feeling. Love comes from the heart inside here. You, you feel it some way, but it's not something you do in the flesh, yes. in the carnality. You know, you have to do it from deep inside of you. Because when you have the Holy Spirit lives in you, and you have Jesus lives in you, and you have the Father lives in you, right? So you yes. can have that love. Even if you don't feel like we do it, not because of feeling, because we know yeah. that is What's love? Amen. I mean, Jesus did not feel much when he went to the cross. He felt agony, pain. He felt like, what's going to happen to me? His sweat was drops of blood. And he went because he loved you. And he wants you to see you redeemed, to see you saved, to see you delivered, to see you happy, to see you supplied. To free you from the slave market to the dominion of God. Oh. And you become from a, a servant, from a slave, a child of God. In John 1, 12 says, who remembers it can say it with me? As many as have received him, to them gave he power to become the slaves, no? The children of God. The child, children of God, yeah. Even to them that believe 
on his name. So just you have to believe on his name. If you remember a bit further down, he says, they that born not from the flesh and blood, but from the will of God. So not because you are a child of God, not because of your father and mother desire, but because of the desire of God. So God desires so much that you become his child. And you are here because God loves you. God wants you here. God loves you here. God wants to redeem you. He wants to heal you. He wants to help you. He wants to love you with everlasting love. God loves everybody, even the sinners. He, he came here to redeem the whole world. To take the sins of the world away. But why this is not happening? Because you have to want it. Yeah. To receive Jesus in your heart, in your life. To be your redeemer. To be your savior. Yeah. Understanding the meaning of love. His love. The God who created the universe, the most powerful being ever, loves you personally. Mm. Try to wrap your mind around that. He loves you. Not just people in general, but you as a person. He cares about your life and wants to be part of it. Even if you spend your whole life running from God or done things you regret, He still loves you. He still wants you to have a relationship with him. You know, you have a child. I mean, I know my children is not serving the Lord today. They do love the Lord. They do do is they have their own lives. They start to serve the Lord with me, but I still love my kids. Each one individual, and my grandchildren. So yeah. even if your child left you. And it's not following God, right? You still love Him. You cannot, except if you possessed by another spirit. But if you fear possessed by God's spirit, you love your child no matter what. So God loves the whole world no matter what. He hurts Him when you see what we don't do, what He wants us to do to receive His Son. So. All our sins have been forgiven because we have received Jesus. When you pray, the simple prayer at a time, if you remember, Jesus, please come into my heart. Forgive my sins. Mm. I give you a free gift of eternal life. That time actually happened. You don't feel it, but it's happened in your spirit. Amen. You're born again. The seed of God came into your spirit and revived it. You were dead before, and now you are alive. So, now what we are now? We are alive. Can we say that together? We are alive. Amen. We have anybody dead here? No. No. If you feel you have not been revived, you're not alive, come back to us. We'll we'll fix that. Amen. In a second. It doesn't take much. God loves you so much. Just say, I receive you, Jesus. He comes in. He stays forever. He will never leave you, no. nor forsake you. He will always be with Amen. you. Yes. Even if you spend your whole life running from God or done things you regret, He still loves you. Amen. He wants to have a relationship with Amen. you. 
God's love is unconditionally and infinite, yeah. far, far beyond what, if, what even the best of peoples are capable of. God commands those who follow him to love one another. Mm -hmm. Among sincere believers whose hearts God has changed, you can see an imperfect picture of love, his love. We're not perfect. But we need to know what it takes to love. We need here to love one another. First, love starts at home, right? Your kids starts with the family, starts in the church. We are here the body of Christ, and Jesus is the head. Yeah. So Amen. each one of you, you are the body. Each yes. one of you is a stone built up, making this yes. building of a church. Okay, imagine church as a building, right? But you are like a person. Amen. Each one, one is the finger, one is the hand, one. We all together making the body, the church, the body of Christ. And Jesus is the head. Amen. The head. Without the head, we can do nothing. But he needs your fingers, he needs your hands, he needs your mouth, he needs your eyes, he needs you to be able to bring what he wanted to bring in the kingdom. So he cannot heal anyone if you don't lay hands on him. You need your hands to lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. It's not maybe, it's they shall recover. Because healing happened in the cross. Yeah. Healing has been prophesied 2,000 years, uh, 4,000 years ago by Isaiah. And uh, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, say by his stripes we were healed, we are healed. Mm -hmm. That is a prophecy. That we, by his stripes of Jesus coming. Mm -hmm. But in Peter 2, uh, Peter 1 to 24, 2 Peter 24, it says, we have been, it's in the past tense, yeah. we have been healed. So let me find the message to, no misquoted, just to the right way here. First Peter two. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were no are you were healed. What happened? What time is you were? That passed. And when it was the where was? In the cross. And the resurrection. We don't accepting only say, okay, we see the cross, but Jesus is not in the cross anymore. He is resurrected. So his resurrection fulfills everything, all his promises. And all his promises are? Yes, amen. Say it again. Yes, amen. I don't hear you guys. Yes, amen. That's much better. Come on. Come from inside. Amen. See, if you are shy or if you are embarrassed to speak, let the Holy Spirit speak through you Amen. that he will help you. Say, oh, Holy Spirit, help me to say something. Mm. Sometimes you ask me a question and mm, you want to share something. Mm. God speaks to you, but he wants you to share what he tells you. But if you don't say it, you'll give it to somebody else. Yeah. Somebody. Yes. It happened to me. Amen. 
here, it's happening in this meeting here in the morning in the dream team. I've got something from the Lord, and I, I held my mouth closed. This is some reason I didn't want to share it. Yeah. And Thelma actually said exactly what the Lord told me to say, yeah. and she said it. So, God, if you don't you say it, you lose somebody else. Yes. His mission has not stopped. The Bible is a compilation of the words of God. The words of God gave to people. So we could know more about him. The Bible says God loves you whatever stays in the state your life is in. These verses from the Bible remind us of God's wonderful, extravagant, amazing, unstable and unconditionally love. So let's say again. The, uh, the verses from the Bible remind us of God's wonderful, extravagant, who remembers the last next word? Amazing, unstoppable, and unconditionally love of God. God's love is perfect. And it's a model or how to. First Corinthians thirteen four to seven says, "Love." First Corinthians thirteen four to seven says, "I will come here for a while in different versions because it's very important to know the love chapter. Love is patient and kind. Mm. What love is?" Love is not jealous, is not boastful, proud, or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. Think about this. It's not irritable. How many times do we get irritated with our brothers and sisters? How can we fulfill the love of God that He commanded? Love them as I have loved you. He, he wants to love. First of all, we love our brothers and sisters. And then the circle goes all around loving the world. But if you do not love your brother and sister that you see, mm. how can you love somebody the God that you don't see? Mm. Right? So so, and it keeps no record of being wrong, love, does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. But I go back a little bit because I think uh, you haven't heard it. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, yeah. never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Mm. So I'm going to go to different uh, chapter, a little bit different version. Uh, I guess First Corinthians 13 and continues. We're going to go through the whole thing. Love is a large and incredible patience. So, 
love is large and incredible passion. So it's big, it's huge, it's amazing. You can't contain the world because the whole universe is full of the love of God and expands. Why the universe expands? Because the love of God expanding at all times. He never stopped expanding because he loves. His love. He's not like he's loving. Yeah. God is love. Let's say it again. God is love. Is what he is. He's not loving. He is loving, but because he is love. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Mm. Consistently kind to all. What that means? Can somebody help me out? What that means? Consistently, love is consistently kind to all. What, what that means? It's not a straight. Not, not today, every day. Every day. Consistent. Consistent. Time to time to time to the end of time. Okay. Who's all here in this room? Raise your hand. We all, all right? Yeah. Kind to all. Mm. It's good what you said, but also kind to people. Oh, yeah. You're not... One time you kind to the one you love, but you kind to everybody. everybody. Mm. That's very, very important. Okay. If your kids don't love you and treat you bad, you love them. Yeah. You be kind. And that's what's the love of God. And we have to copy that. Even if I don't feel like it, yeah. sometimes maybe I get offended with somebody. And I feel like, yeah. <laughs> but. I have to do what God tells me to do. Even if I don't feel like it. But then we're winning. We are the winning time, uh, side. Because we do what is right. And not, not what we feel like. Yeah. I have been humiliated. Actually, many times, some people know that. I've been almost felt like falling on the ground and cry. But God gave me the power Amen. to still be here. Amen. To not leave. I don't. I mean, this was an other situation, not here, but you know. But I'm still following the Lord. I'm still serving God, yeah. not with my power, but with His power, oh. with the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that is very important. You can have no power of your own <coughs> without Jesus. Son, God loves you. You, you're amazing. Amen. Father, thank you so much for this. What's your name? Yeah. Okay. You get it. Okay. Doesn't matter. Amen, Lord. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for this amazing person, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord. For your love with heaven, Lord. Understanding of the mind, Lord. Open her heart and mind, Lord, to see your life, to see what you have prepared for her, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are so special, you know. God said you are special. Do you love her? Amen. Amen. No. Do you love her? Amen. God loves her. Yes. yes. We all love her. She's so special. Every one of you is special here. But sometimes God wants to tune to somebody. You guys there are special too. In the end, back, 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 back. And you too, guys. Thank you for coming. You are very special. I hope I finish today this anyway. <laughs>
Love does not behave bad in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated mm. or quick to take offense. So love don't take offense. Yeah. Love is joyfully celebrates honestly and finds no delight in what is wrong. Mm -hmm. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as a defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which is will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. A present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. But when love's perfections arrive, the partial will fade away. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matter, for I saw things like a child, and reason like a child. But the day came when I matured, and I set aside my childish way. So, Jamie has a very good class about maturity. If you haven't had a garrison, please go to the site, find a place with the internet or somewhere, or a friend or something, and listen to that teaching. Of maturity is very, 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 very good because we are grown ups, but sometimes if we're not mature in the spirit, we are like little children. So we need to grow up to mature as God wants us to mature to be disciples, to not take offense, to love each other, to be able, even if we don't feel like it, we love others if you feel like it or if we don't feel like it. We are kind if you feel like it or we don't feel like it. So this is, is a, from the First Corinthians 13 chapter of love. It's a CEV a conventional translation, it's a simple translation, and so they can make it more simple talking King James. But if you have other versions in the Bible, your home in the Bible, please go and study it. It's very, very important. For now we see but a faint reflection of a riddles and mysteries, as through reflected in a mirror. But one day we'll see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. Who understood everything about you? Jesus. He understands. He never forgets. He knows your heart. He knows your pain. He knows your struggles. Yes. You know, and he wants you to help you to be more than an overcomer, more than a conqueror, to be a winner, because children of God is always winning. And in the last day, 
will be more than the conquerors. And until then, there are three things that remain. Faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you are running. So everything will pass away, but love will be forever. Because God is love, right? Thank you, Lord. Is there any questions on that? Anything spoke to you here specifically so far? Any? Anything spoke to you specifically in your heart from what we shared now? Anybody else? Yes. I know you have something to say. Say it. Don't be afraid. We love you. And we need to share what God gives you with us. Then we need to get you safe. Because love is inside of you. It's in the spirit. So you don't, it's not receiving love. We're talking about giving love. Yeah. Yes. He says, he says <clears throat> we receive God, uh, love from Jesus, right? He says here at the very beginning. Remember? As I have loved you, love one another. Okay? So as he has loved us, we need to love one another. Mm-hmm. It's not if I have it. I have it because he loves me. He's inside of me. He gave me the spirit. We have it. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost stays inside of us, live inside of us, right? Even in Romans 8, yeah, 8, 11, says, For the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you Amen. the same spirit Amen. right right the same spirit, same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will heal your mortal body with the same power that raised Christ from the dead so it's not only healing physically if you lack of love or anything he's healing everything you have love you have faith because you have a measure of faith inside of you before you believe so if you have faith and love, you have love even if you feel like it or you don't feel like it. Just you have to act on it. It's like, <clears throat> I say, somebody is sick, okay? Yeah. And if I don't go annoy sick, I don't offer them to a prayer, right? And what I need to do? I need to go lay hands or pray for them or speak the word of them, teach them, then they get healed. But if I don't do anything, it's nothing going to happen. We have to act. Amen. Yes. You know, there is something that's not been advertised very much in the world. I mean, I'm, I'm bypassing, what time it is? Okay, you have time. Till 12, yeah. Uh, there are people that handicap, you know, 
they have a Diderenian syndrome or other syndromes, you know, sicknesses. People in the world, doctors, never tell you they, get, they can get healed. We saw children with Mediterranean sickness, they call it mongoloid on the other side, they're completely healed, mm -hmm. they're now having a good ministry for the Lord, and they're serving God, and they're completely healed. It takes time sometimes when you pray. You have to endure and lay hands and stay in faith. When you pray for somebody and you lay hands on the sick, you don't pull and say, oh, I did not get healed. You leave your faith there. Amen. Amen. You know? It's like, we have small younger kids. I don't want to say an example of a married couple, but leave it there. Let to rest. I explained it in the life group. Okay. So anything we do, you know, we have to do it in faith and leave our faith there. Never pull your faith back. You believe and you stay there and you don't repeat the same prayer, but you intercede afterwards on the same subject. You know, don't say, oh God, if you want to heal, God already healed us. He already wants us well. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to have all our needs met. It's up to us what we do. Amen. Receive it and stand on it and believe on it. So where was I? I was completely sidetracked here. Okay, it's First John 4, 19, 21 for the Passion Translation. First John 4.19-21 A love for others is a grateful response to the love of God first demonstrated to us. Anyone can say, I love God, yet have hatred toward another believer. This makes him a fake, because if you don't love another, if you don't love a brother or sister whom you can see, how can you truly love whom you cannot see? So, so what is the... Okay, I can give an example, maybe. I can use uh, my sister here. I did something, you know, to her, and uh, to offend her or something, you know, not, not nice. This is an example, it's not, it never happened. We have a very good relationship. But she feels like to punch me, but she doesn't. She loves me. She wants to give, oh, I love you, she says, forgive you. You know, that's the love. So we don't, that's to show the love of God, even if she doesn't feel like it, even feel I offended her. So we need to make sure when we leave from here today, or other family members that we, from the church or in the homes, make sure we explain and do not have any grudges and share that message with others today that we know love conquers all. Love forgives all. Okay, that's very, very important. And you can share First John 4, 19, 21. For he had, First John 4, 19 to 21. Okay, first, uh, for he has given us his command. Whoever loves God must also demonstrate love to others. 
First John, first twenty again, it's a, di a different translation. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, who hath not seen? And these commandments have we from him, that who love God, love his brother also. And sister, and child, and neighbor, and, and uh, family member, and the brothers and sisters in the church, we love one another. I'm trying to not use the term church when I try to bring some kind of a sample that is not very defined. Because sometimes we show the church, the other Christians do this or that. But when we use the word church, is condemning Christ together at the same time, the body of Christ. Uh -huh. But I don't do that. I'm trying by God's grace. I'm trying and I've tried to God help me to use other terms. Like rather believer, other believers or denominations, even if I use other terms like Christians. The majority of denominations, believers or gatherings, are teaching that God's love for us is conditional. They are misinterpreted his love, and it is one of the main reasons that we as Christians are so judgmental and harsh towards other people. Consciously or not, we tend to treat people the way we believe God treating us. How many of you at times believe God is punished me? Raise his hands. I did quite a few times before I embraced the grace message. Even sometimes when I embrace under the grace message, I feel, oh, God punished me. Oh, I did something wrong. But it's not. God is not punishing us. God loves us. Amen. God, He's teaching us through His Word. He's not gives you bad things happen to you to teach you. He uses the Word of God. But who does things? In John 10:10 10, 10 says, the enemy comes to to what? Say it loud, please. To steal, to rob, and to kill. And destroy. But Jesus came. To give life a life more abundant. That is very, very, very important. We must understand that God does not love us because we are lovely. Is anybody lovely here? In the eyes of God, yes, we are lovely. You are very lovely. You are beautiful, sister. You are all gorgeous. And men are handsome and strong, even if they are old like me. Amen. He does not love us because we read the Bible, go to church, pay our tithes, or do our best to keep the command to love others as He loved us. The truth is that He loves us without condition. Amen. That's huge. It is good to be giving our offerings, pay our tithes. We're doing this from an overflow of love. Go witnessing, share the gospel. But you know, we shared last few days, last weeks, a lot about, even today, share the gospel, share the good news. But we need to do it not because Emily said so, or Jamie said so, 
or I have to do it because I'm not going to be a good Christian. They're not going to see me as a good man or woman of God. No, we do it because we're feeling heartbroken for this person outside on drugs that is hurting. Yeah. And we cry for them and pray for them because our love, God's love comes through us yes. and goes to others. Yeah. And we want to share the good news. Even sometimes you need to give a hug. Now, nowadays with the COVID, we can't give hugs, but you can give it from inside of you. I know my wife has had a hard time keeping her, her hugs away. She always tries to give hugs. <laughs> Honey, you're sneezing. Okay. But she has not get sick. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> what we have or need to do or must do to please God. What? We have or need to do or must do to please God. Anybody wants to tell me? Not you. I'm not you. Not even you. <laughs> Anybody knows? Anybody wants to share something? Nothing. We don't have to do anything. Love is not doing things. It's constant. Love is a matter of the heart. If you want to, to go, go witnessing out and share the gospel, a like this, or say, see God, go witnessing, are you happy now? You say no. Because I don't do it because I have the love. This love comes through me and goes to others. That's important. Sometimes we fail him with our kids because what? Because we do it as a work. You know, we love them because I have to love you. It's so hard and we're screaming and shouting and beat them in the head, you know, and screaming at them. So we need to show sincere love. Love never fails. Love never fails. Sometimes it's love to not give them money. Or you tell me, you need money? Please. Work for it. Come clean the house. Mm -hmm. Do something. Sometimes we, in certain situations I have seen, we spoil our kids. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to do anything because you now mommy and daddy, or mommy and mommy, and my grandma, because most of grandma is here. Oh, come on, take five rand. Oh, take ten rand. They have to learn. It's love to ask him to do something. It's love. Given for no there is nothing given to you for nothing. God does not drop the money from heaven. He does it sometimes very special occasions. I know Rita has some testimonies, some testimonies, but it's not the usual. He does not help you win the lotto because he's not gambling. Gambling is demonic. Okay? But he gives you opportunity to create wealth because he loves you to find a good job and to be a good steward by the guidance of his Holy Spirit. That's you have to remember there's a different things we need to do, different ways. Romans twelve ten. Romans twelve ten. 
Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring yourself. In honor preferring yourself, that's what it says, no? Preferring one another. So if I say, I'll try to catch you guys. Don't fall asleep from me. From the partial translation says, be devoted tenderly, loving your fellow believers as member of one family. Try to outdo yourself in respect and honor for one another. Are we, are we there, everybody? Yes. Do we want to get up? To sit? Stand up, all of you, guys. Just move a little bit. Come on. Get up. Wow. Let's move a little bit. Let's wake up. I try to work with you guys so you don't fall asleep, but if you fall asleep, it's okay. It's not a problem. It's my, it's my problem. I have to do it. Okay, I love you guys. You are so precious. So, Andrew Roma said here, it's a copy from him, I grew up in a Baptist church where all that was preached was the message of evangelism. He grew up in a Baptist church. They made me feel like I had to pay God back for saving me by leading others to Jesus. It becomes such a part of me that I used to say, this is the sole purpose of our existence here on this earth, is to lead somebody to Jesus. So, is this the whole purpose of existence on earth, is to lead somebody to Jesus? No. Okay. What do you think, Thelma? I, I believe that the Lord is looking at everybody's heart. But uh, Jesus, Yes, good point. But then the Lord spoke to me. Yes, if evangelism is the sole purpose of the existence, then what about Adam and Eve? They had no one to lead to the Lord in the garden. They had no one. No Sunday school, no class to teach, no one to pray for, and no physical need of any kind. The answer can be found in Revelation 4.11. Revelation 4.11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created. ESV says, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. The original purpose of all creation was given to God, given, was to give God pleasure. So, the original purpose of all creation is to give God pleasure and happiness. He wanted fellowship. And that is still God's purpose. Adam and Eve were created for fellowship with God. With God, He wanted somebody to love. 
and for them to voluntarily love him back. God's purpose for creating human beings was all about relationship. But religion has succeeded at turning us from human, be from human beings into human doings. When that becomes the focus, we began to tie God's love for us to something that we do for Him. I did, but that was never His plan. So, God does not want you to do things just to please Him. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything. He still loves you. But we do everything for overflow. Whatever we do, we, do, we love our neighbor as ourselves for what? From overflow. When we get too much love from him, let it fill us, fill us, fill us, and then we think about who was here before I had a teaching, another teaching, I had a glass of water. Mm -hmm. Empty, half full, full and overflowing. So so we need to give to others not for what we have for us. The what is inside the cup of water is for me. But what overflows is for others. I cannot give what is for me to feed me spiritually. Because we need to get fed spiritually first. Then we need to feed others. You cannot feed others from an empty shell. Yes. Okay, we have to feed others from full heart. Over the years I've prayed for a thousand people. That's Andrew Womack speaks to. The vast majority of those who came forward began by telling me, about the spiritual life. I've been praying, fasting, reading the Bible, attending church, and I'm still not healed. It only lies, but they just told me why they weren't healed. Because you, can, you cannot buy your healing from God. There are a lot of people who do that. If you give a hundred dollars, you get healed. If you give a thousand dollars, you all your bills, all your house is going to be free paying. Your, all your bills for your house will be paid automatically if you give a thousand dollars. That's true. Can you buy the gifts of the Holy Spirit with the money? No. That's bad. <clears throat> the same is true about our relationship with the Lord and with other people. We have come to believe that God loves us and acts on our behalf based on our performance. Yeah. Therefore, we hold others to the same standard. Our love for them is in direct proportion to their works or how they treat us. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, 5.14 For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivators, motivators because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means we all have died with him also. As he died, we die for him. And uh, Romans 5, 8 says, Romans 5, 8, But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, what, what happened to Christ? He died, he died. died for us. Mm. And uh, the translation says, 
but God showed us how much He loved us by having Christ die for us. Even though we are sinful, we don't deserve it. You don't deserve salvation. See, actually we deserve hell. Because, yes, we deserve hell. But Jesus took hell on His body. And he gave his blood. And to do what? To save us. To give us safe. And when we receive him, we receive this forgiveness, this cleanliness, this wash, his the amazing blood of Jesus. What can cleanse us more than the blood of Jesus? What can wash all our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And his resurrection. When when he resurrected, he says took our sins and put them to the grave down. Amen. Send them back to hell our sins. But he took us and delivered us. Yeah. With him we all resurrected. We died with him because we deserve to die with him. Yeah. To die actually. To be sacrificed. Yeah. But he paid the price. Amen. And he delivered us from slavery to the freedom, to the kingdom of God. So we can be free forever and ever 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 and ever. Because forever. This is not how God saved by grace through faith, no matter your history. But that is often where grace starts and religion starts. That's why we want we don't want to say religion. Because religion starts, we're not a religion. We are, this is a part of our life. It's a lifestyle to be a Christian, to, live, to be a disciple. Amen. It's not a religion. Because all the religions have, have, have tombs that there are people dead there. But the only religion has not has an empty tomb is Christianity. Yeah. And Religion always puts the emphasis on the externals. Once you are saved, religion says you must live holy and the evidence of your holiness will likely be judged by the standard of your church, of your group or whatever. Do you dress the right way? Do you say the right thing? Are you leading people to Jesus? And most important, are you tithing? Just to give a few examples. This is not how God sees us. God looks on the heart. In 1 Samuel 16, from 6 to 7, say this. When uh, Samuel was a prophet of God, and God told him to go uh, and uh, anoint somebody as a king for Israel. After, after a king... Uh, what's the name of the king? Uh, Saul. Saul, yeah. King Saul fell. So he wanted to prepare another king, God. And it came to pass when they came and that he looked on Eliab and said, he thought in his mind, oh, this is a handsome man. Surely the Lord's anointed is, bef- is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, look not on his countenance, not on the heights, of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh not on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks where? 
in the heart. Yeah. Samuel was going to choose Eliab to replace King Saul because on the outward appearance, yes. but God was not looking on the outside. Yeah. The, the gathering today, the groups, the religious today is judging believers in the same way. You might, in secret, or you may, might, I don't know, something they wrote is not readable. It's secret on Saturday night, but as long as you come to church, the next morning you can do anything to sing Saturday nights in the week. But as long as you come to church the next morning, well kept and well dressed, with a check in your hand, you are accepted because you have the appearance of holiness. Mm. So God does not want us to have appearances, yes, no. appearance of holiness. Okay. Under the new covenant, God is still concerned about your action and behavior. It's not okay to lie, to steal, yeah. to commit adultery, yeah. or any other sin. However, he knows that those are nothing more than byproduct of relationship, or the lack of one with him. So he's focused on your heart. Where God focus? Say God focus on my heart. As long as you believe God is judging you according to your performance, you will never fully receive his love. Love is a decision. And God decided to love you even though you don't deserve it. There is nothing you can do to earn it or deserve it. So just receive it as a free gift. What is it? A free, free gift. gift. Free gift. What is a free gift? Love. His love. His love yes. is a free gift to you. When you understand how much God loves you, it becomes easy to love others. And when you love others as He has loved you, your behavior will change towards them. If you love your mate the way that Christ loves you unconditionally, yes. you will never commit adultery. If you love your neighbor as Christ loves you, you will never steal from them yes. or bear false witness against them. Yes. You will not gossip against them. Yes. You will not hold grudge against them. Oh, yes. Okay, you forgive them, right? Okay. Is anybody holds any grudge against anybody? Don't raise your hands. I know we all do. So we need to afterwards to pray to be delivered from that. Amen. Because we need to love unconditionally yes. our family members here. How does the world know that we are disciples of Christ? John 13, 35. But this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Amen. Did you know that the first century church evangelized the knowing world in 30 years? The first century, the first hundred years from Christ and after, right? evangelize the world in 30 years. They have reached the whole world. The known world. They weren't so big, but there were not so many disciples either. But now we have thousands and millions of Christians. We all disciples should really win the world in very, very, very fast. But we have to love them to do that. So, okay. They did not have television or internet, or smartphone, or texting. They, don't, they didn't have uh, shoppies to watch 
we keep them busy from reading the Bible. Yeah. But they love one another. And that love was so evident, it attracted people like honey attracts bees. A Pharisee who was a lawyer asked Jesus this question. Which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus asked for this in Matthew 22, 37 and 40. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. I think we should all know the, 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 the first commandment, right? Thou shalt love the Lord with thy God with all your heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And second is like unto it. Thou shalt love Emily, shall love Eva, shall love everybody. Philip, you can love JB, you, you. Shall love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments, Hang all the law and the prophets. Yeah. That includes the boys outside and the girls that really don't want to come here. Yeah. You should love them as yourself. Yeah. But if you love them, you're going to try to help them. Yes. Right? The Pharisees wanted Jesus to come to name the most important, thou shalt not. See, the religion today and the Pharisees, they won't say, don't do this. And instead you spoke, thou shalt. You say, thou shalt not. Thou shalt love God. Right? Many believers are still living under the Old Testament law mentality. They are trying to earn the love of God. Who already make a decision to love them unconditionally. You don't have to do anything. God loves you anyway. Yes. Once you begin to understand how much God loves you. Love will flow out of you towards others, like rivers of living water. Like what? Rivers In Galatians 5.16.23 says, This is, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And this is our contrary, the one to another. So that you cannot do the things that you, you would. But if he be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which is, are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, gossip, various emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresy, evil, murderous, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, on which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such a thing shall not inherit the kingdom. But, this is a but, the fruit of the Spirit is love, love joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. So do it again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. That's the fruit they have to come out of us. First John 3.14 says, last verse now, We know that you are passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. We'd love to hear from you. 
If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. 